If you have your Bibles, you can open to the book of Ruth, chapter 1. And the word of the Lord says, In the days when the judges ruled, there was a famine in the land, and a man from Bethlehem in Judah, together with his wife and two sons, went to live for a while in the country of Moab. The man's name was Elimelech, his wife's name Naomi, and the name of his sons were Malon and Kilion. They were Ephrathites, Ephrathites from Bethlehem, Judah. And they went to Moab and, Moab and lived there. Now Elimelech, Naomi's husband, died, and she was left with her two sons. They married Moabite women, one named Orpah and the other Ruth. After they had lived there for about 10 years, both Malon and Kilion also died. Now Naomi was left without her two sons and without her husband. Let us pray. Father God, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for the opportunity to be in your house and to be in your presence. Father God, I pray that your word would go out and do all that you've called it out to do. I decrease that you would increase and it would be you speaking directly through me. I bind any hindrances that would try to interfere with your people receiving your word. And I pray that their hearts and their ears would be open to receive everything you have in store for them. Holy Spirit of God, have your way this morning. Holy Spirit of God, have your way. In your holy and precious name we pray. Amen. You may be seated this morning. Well, I'm very honored and privileged to be here with you all this morning. I want to thank, thank you all for the opportunity to be here. Pastor Isaac, thank you for the invitation. Sister Stephanie, uh, Sister Nelda, thank you for the invitation to be here. It's such a privilege to be among women who are hungry for God. Amen? Are you hungry for the Lord? Now, the word of the Lord tells us that Elimelech had taken his family out of Judah and they went to Moab. Now, the thing that I, as I was studying, preparing this, the thing that really um, worked in my life was that as I was seeing, he was trying to escape a situation. See, there was a famine in the land. So he was trying to escape a situation. And so many times in our lives, we find ourselves in this same, in this same obstacle. Something's going on in our lives and we're trying to escape it. So then we go and put ourselves in something even worse. Has that happened to anybody in here? I only got a few amens on that one. They're like, I'm not admitting that one. So he takes his family and he wants to take them out of, out of Judah because he, there's a famine. So he takes them to Moab. And the Bible says that when he takes them to Moab, it doesn't say that the Lord led him to take them. It doesn't say that the Lord called him to take them. And sometimes we find ourselves making decisions without seeking the counsel of God. We find ourselves doing things without asking God whether or not we should do it. We find ourselves in relationships without asking God if this is the relationship for us. But Lord, he's cute. And God's like, yeah, but he don't love me. But Lord, he, did you see his car? Yes, but he doesn't love me. Lord, did you see that house he just bought? And so these are the things that are causing us to make decisions that aren't even the right decisions for us. And so we're trying to get out of a bad situation and we go into a worse one. We don't seek the, we don't seek the counsel of God. We didn't seek the direction of God. We don't ask him where we should go. We didn't ask him how we should deal with what we're going through. 
We didn't allow the Holy Spirit of God, who is supposed to be our guide, to show us how to deal with the attacks that are going on in our lives. We begin to go through difficult things in our lives, and instead of asking God, we begin to call the worldly friends. We begin to call the psychics. Is that still a thing? We begin to call our neighbors and our friends who don't know the Lord, who don't have any wisdom in the kingdom of God. We begin to watch novelas, and that's probably why he broke up with me because of the same reason. Oh, can I be real with y'all this morning? We begin to go to the movies, and we think that everything that's going on on the big screen is why it's going on in our lives. Let me let you know, those are stories, and they ain't real. So we begin to look at all these other reasons or all these other ways of counsel, and we don't ask God when God wants to give you the answer. He knows what's best for you. He knows what you need more than what you want. He knows what's going to fulfill your life. He may be cute, but if he can't fulfill your spirit, then he shouldn't be with you. He knows what's going to uplift you. He knows what's going to encourage you. He knows what's going to empower you. He knows what is going to bring you joy in the midst of sorrow. God has the direction and the guidance for your life, but we haven't been asking him. We've been doing things our own way. We've been going our own direction, taking our own steps. Isaiah chapter 48 verse 17 says, Thus says the Lord, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, I am the Lord God who teaches you to profit. Anybody need to profit in here? Who leads you by the way you should go. He wants to teach you. He wants to direct you. He wants to tell you which path to take. But because we've been seeking out our own agenda, we've been seeking out the wisdom of people who don't even have a relationship with God, we keep ending up in the worst situations. And many times the reason we don't seek out the counsel of God is because we already know the answer and we don't like it. Does anybody hear me this morning? Oh, I don't want God to tell me that I need to leave that job. I get paid good there. But it takes away from the house of God. You don't come to church anymore. You don't serve anymore. But we don't want to listen to the counsel of God because we kind of already know what it is. We don't want to hear God tell us to leave that relationship because he buys us nice things. We don't want to hear God tell us that we're not supposed to be in this situation because we like where we are. So sometimes we don't seek the counsel of God because we don't want to hear what he has to say because we know we're going to have to make some adjustments. Is anybody with me? So we don't ask him, we don't look for him, we don't ask what we should be doing, where we should be going, because we know what he's going to say. He's going to say, start coming to church more. He's going to say, start serving. He's going to say, put your mind to do godly things and you won't have time to do the ungodly things. He's going to say, start putting your hands to do the things of the kingdom of God and you won't have time to be sinning and doing the things you shouldn't be doing. But sometimes because we like where we are, sometimes we like the drama, we're women. Sometimes we come ready for a fight. Sometimes we wear the big earrings just so we can take them off with, with an attitude. Y'all know what I'm talking about. I'm going to wear these because when she sees me, she's going to know I mean business. 
Sometimes we like the drama. But God has something different for us. God has something powerful for us. But because we keep staying in this situation and we don't ask him for his guidance, we keep going further and further into the bad that we shouldn't be in. Elimelech took his family out of a famine. See, the thing I need you to understand this morning is that when you are in the will of God, even though you're going through something, you're all right because you're in him. But when you step out of the will of God, you also step out of his benefits for your life. You step out of his blessings. You step out of his protection. You step out of what he's doing in your life. So even though you're going through something, you stay in his will and everything is going to work in your favor. The word of God says that all things work for the good of those that love God. But if you don't love him and you don't stay in his will, then things won't turn around for you. It's just going to get worse and worse and worse. But when you stay in his will, even though I'm sick, I have hope that I can be healed. If I'm in his will, even though there's, going, there's some things that are going wrong in my marriage, I have hope that he can restore because I'm living in his will. If you're in his will, even though I ain't got any money in the bank, there's hope that there's a blessing coming my direction because I'm in his will. But when you step out of his will and you begin to go through something difficult in your life, there's no hope for change. There's no hope for good. There's no hope that things are going to get better for you because you're not in his will. So women of God, people of God, it's time for us to begin to seek out the direction of God. He knows better for you. He knows you better than you know yourself. He knows what's going to bring you joy. He knows when you're going to need peace. He knows the blessings that you're looking for in your life. He knows the things you need even though you don't know you need them yet. God is a God that is a good God. The word of God says that all good things come from him. So even though you're going through difficult circumstances in your life, you seek him out because you have hope that things can change for you. And many times we don't seek him because we're afraid of the answer. Elimelech tried to leave a, a difficult situation only to enter into a worse one because he didn't ask the guidance of God. Sometimes we're in a bad situation. We leave a relationship and we only go to a worse one because we don't ask God. Just because he's cuter don't mean it's going to be better. Just because his car is nicer doesn't mean it's going to be a better relationship. Just because he only has one kid instead of two don't mean it's going to be a better relationship. Can I be real with someone this morning? God knows the depths. God knows what's real. And it's time for us to begin to seek his guidance. Ask him for direction. Ask him for where you should go. Ask him the decisions you should make. So many times in our lives we're led by the hurt that we're feeling. Many times in our lives, we allow the direction, we allow the hurt that we're going through to direct our lives. No more are we asking God what we should do, but because I'm in pain, I begin to be led by that pain. Have you ever seen somebody that looks like their situation? You know, they're upset and they want everybody to know so they don't wear makeup that morning. They're not feeling well, so they wear bigger clothes and... They come with house shoes. 
There's people that don't, that want to look like their situation, and that happens to us sometimes. We begin to look like what we're going through, but God never intended for that to happen. God never intended for you to not be encouraged just because you're going through something. God never intended for your calling to change just because the enemy is attacking your life. Even though he's attacking, you're still a preacher. Even though there's sickness attacking your body, you're still a minister. Even though there's things that are coming against your spirit, you are still someone who is serving in the kingdom of God. You're not supposed to look like your situation. You're not supposed to look like you're sick. You're not supposed to look like you're defeated. You're not supposed to look like you're discouraged. Allow yourself to begin to be encouraged. It's easier to stay in the situation when you begin to look like it. When I begin to look like a discouraged person, it's easier for me to stay there. But when I get up in the morning and I curl my hair and I put on the biggest earrings I can find and I put on a nice little bling belt, even though I'm going through something, I'm beginning to tell myself I ain't going to look like it. I'm going to look like an empowered woman. I'm going to look like an encouraged person. And all of a sudden, you begin to empower yourself. All of a sudden, you begin to lift yourself up. All of a sudden, you begin to tell yourself, just because I'm going through something don't mean that I'm going to stay there. I'm going to be empowered. I'm going to be encouraged. I'm going to be filled with peace. I'm going to be filled with joy but so many times in our lives we begin to be comfortable where we're at because we begin to look like what we're going through we move without thinking and we allow we allow we allow the hurt and the pain to begin to direct where we go I'm hurting so nobody talked to me people were talking about me and now I'm all discouraged so I ain't going to the women's conference I'm hurt because of what my husband did. I'm hurt because of what my children said. So I ain't going to church on Sunday morning. We begin to be led by the hurt that we're going through in our lives. Not knowing that Sunday morning God had your breakthrough. Not knowing that at the women's conference God was going to show up and heal you from all the hurt that had been causing damage in your life. Don't allow yourself to miss out on what God is doing in your life because you're allowing the hurt to direct your, where you're going. We're led by hurt. You know how they say that misery loves company. So we begin to allow the misery and the hurt to direct our path. The Bible says that when Elimelech died and when the two sons died, then Naomi began to tell her daughter-in-laws, y'all go back to your homes. I can't do anything for you. Go back. And sometimes we find ourselves in this same situation. And we begin to blame everybody else for what we're going through. Maybe God has sent people in your life that were supposed to encourage you and you didn't answer the phone because you were hurt. God has sent people in your life that were supposed to empower you and were supposed to speak words of motivation into your life and you don't answer the text messages because you're hurt. And we begin to miss out on the things that God is, wants to do in our lives because we're being led by the hurt. She told her daughter-in-laws, just leave me alone. And we begin to be led by the hurt. 
The Bible even goes on to say that she began to say, God brought me here full and now he has me empty. And that's not God's intention. If you would stay in the will of God, it doesn't matter what you lose. You'll know that God is going to continue to pour out. If you're empty, it's not because God hasn't given you. If you're empty, it's not because God hasn't poured out in your life. It's because you haven't allowed him to. This morning, I'm here to talk to a group of women who maybe you've been allowing the hurt and the, the desperation and the torment and the things that you've been going through to lead your direction. And you know that you're called for something greater than what you've been accomplishing up until now. You know that there's a gift in your life. You know that God is calling you to be anointed and to be powerful in what he's calling you to do. But you haven't stepped into it because of the hurt and the pain that you've been enduring. You have been allowing that to lead you instead of allowing the Holy Spirit of God to lead you. And you've been hurt. And at moments you felt defeated. At moments you felt like you didn't want to try anymore. At moments you felt like you just couldn't go on anymore. You wanted to give up and throw it all away. Because you've been allowing the hurt to lead you. But this morning the Lord wants to heal that hurt. He wants to deliver what you've been going through. He wants to heal the pain of, of what has gone on in your life. He wants to heal you of the words that were spoken over you. He wants to heal you from everything that they said about you. He wants to heal you and restore your confidence. He wants to take away the insecurities and stop allowing you to feel like you ain't good enough. And he wants to bring that confidence back into your spirit. But this morning you need to say, Lord, you lead me. Lord, you direct my path. I'm tired of being led by the hurt. I'm tired of being led by the fear. Sometimes the fear of failure begins to lead us. The fear that we're not going to be as good as somebody else. The fear that we're not going to live up to our potential. The fear that maybe I'm not going to be as good as everybody expects me to be. Those fears begin to come into our spirits and they begin to lead us. So instead of pursuing what God is wanting for us, we begin to take a step back. And I'm safer right here than if I try to move forward. But I'm here to let somebody know today, God has not called you to fail. And if he is calling you, and he is choosing you, and he is using you, and he is wanting to do something in your life, then you can be rest assured that what God is going to do in your life will be successful. If he's called you to teach, you will be a great teacher. If he's called you to minister, you will be a great minister. If he's called you to sing, he will give you the voice to do it. If he's called you to pray, then he'll give you the words to say. If he's called you to lay hands on the sick, then he will come through and he'll heal when you begin to pray for the sick. But somebody needs to know, Lord, you direct me. Somebody needs to say within themselves, Lord, I'm tired of being led by fear. I'm tired of being led by hurt. I'm tired of allowing the hurt and the pain that has been going on in my life to lead me into other places. Lord, I want to be led by you. Because I'm here to let somebody know that hurt didn't do anything good for you anyway. That pain has only kept you down. That pain has only made you look like you were defeated. 
That hurt has only held you back from everything you're supposed to have. That hurt has only held you back from receiving the blessings that God is wanting to pour out in your life. So don't allow the fear or the hurt in your life to lead you anymore, but allow the Holy Spirit of God to direct your path. Say, Lord, I don't want to end up in bad places anymore. Lord, I don't want to end up in bad situations anymore. Lord, I don't want to end up in messed up relationships anymore. I want to be in good places. I want to be a blessed woman. I want to be a victorious person. I want to be a powerful minister. I want to be an encourager. I want to be full of joy. I want to be full of peace. I want to be full of what you have for me. Lord, you direct my path because I'm tired of waiting for something that never comes. But when you allow the spirit of God to direct you, you begin to receive what God has intended for you to have. Maybe you haven't been able to receive everything he has for you because you haven't been lead, allowing him to lead your direction. When we allow fear to lead us, when we allow hurt to lead us, it only gives, takes us to difficult situations. It only takes us to worse situations. And just like Elimelech took his family because there was famine, he was afraid of what could happen. He took him to a place that he was never intended to go. And he lost his life. The word of God says that the enemy comes to kill, to steal, and to destroy. But I have come to give you life and to give it to you in abundance. So the hurt and the pain you've been going through is not supposed to take your life. Somebody needs to know this morning, you're not supposed to die in the situation you're in. You're not supposed to be defeated by what they said about you. You're not supposed to be torn down by what they did to you. But if you allow the spirit of God to lead you, he'll begin to heal. He'll begin to restore. He'll begin to take away what's been caused and begin to deposit what he has in store for you. Would you stand with me this morning? I don't know what you've been going through and I don't know what's been caused in your life, but I know that God showed up with you in mind. And he wants to heal what's been broken. He wants to put the pieces back together. He wants to take away the hurt and take away the confusion. And there's even some this morning that have felt like you're losing your mind at moments. And God wants to put your mind back at ease. He wants to give you clarity again. You haven't been able to see very well. You've lost sight of the visions that God has for you because of what you've been going through and how much it hurt you. But this morning, the Lord says that if you ask me to lead you, I'll lead you. And I'll lead you to joy. I'll lead you to peace. I'll lead you to restoration. I'll lead you to receive what I have in store for you. So this morning, right there where you are, just lift your hands for just a moment. Father God, lead us, Jesus. We need you, Lord. If this morning you say, 
I'm tired of being led by hurt. I'm tired of being led by pain. I'm tired of being led by my situation. I want to be led by God. Because I can't seem to get anywhere better. I can't seem to get out of this situation. I need God to lead me out. I need God to direct me into a better place. If this is you this morning, this altar is open for you. If this is you this morning and you say, Lord, lead me. Then this altar is open for you this morning. And as you come, just say, Lord, lead me, Lord. I need your direction, Father. I need you to show me where to go.